0: and welcome to The Stew with JT Brew. I'm your host, Justin Taylor, along with Brian Toast-Clark. Another edition of NHL Around the Ice coming towards you. On this edition, we're going to talk about hockey season. We're third of the way through our preseason. We talked about awards, some gambling we liked, some players we thought were favorites, some long shots. We're going to kind of look back over all that and say, hey, who are we liking midway through the year? So stick with us. You're in the stew. Uh, you up on trades and why you move? You ain't designed to lose. Find you jumping over seemingly nothing. Racking up points makes the game a little more fun to watch. Can drop release. We started with the mock draft and now we making a mockery of The leaderboard, quite obviously not a scrub. to so start an institute. Make evaluations like a commissioner do. It's to the point your wife make you watching in a different room. Update your roster and pick and choose when you get some news. Not much that we enjoy more than simply proof. Through, sifting through statistics to make it to our end zones Through different groups, universities, institutes, down to homies. So in groups, I introduce. You did this doing JT group. Thanks again, everybody, for joining us. Tonight we're gonna to go on our toast. Takes our mid-season awards. So, toast this is how we're gonna kind of run things off tonight. We're gonna to pretend we got a bunch of free bets saved up on the old DraftKings or FanDuel account. We're gonna jump in there and we're gonna say, hey. Where's the odds at right now? Who do we like depending on the odds? Who are some long shots we like? And we'll kind of bounce them off the players we liked at the beginning of the season. See if hey, is it some of the same guys? Are we still in the same boat? Have we changed our mind on a few teams or players that we like? So that's what we're gonna do. This is our NHL around the ice, JT and Toast mid-season award show. So toast, let's kick it off. Everybody loves the MVP. We're not gonna be in one of those shows that waits to the very end <laughs> to give you our MVP. So you get mad and you're trying to skip through and figure out who we want for MVP. This is who we're talking about. We're going to go right off the bat MVP award, the heart trophy 22, 23 winner. Not even close. Connor McDavid Edmonton uh-huh. Oilers just ran away with it. We discussed in the preseason kind of who, who were some guys who like, obviously McDavid was the favorite. He was at a minus one Oh five in most books. We both talked about Jack Hughes for the Devils. We liked what the Devils could do. We thought he was a come-up player. Plus 1,800 was a little bit of a long shot bet that both of us liked. And then we had a super long Hail Mary. This guy, if his team plays really well, we think he could maybe steal it. And that was Alexander Barkov, plus 10,000 for the Florida Panthers. That's where we were at at the beginning of the year. Now we're midway through. Who are the players you're looking at? What are some of the guys you think have played well this midseason? And then who do you think turns it on down the stretch here?
1: Well, JT, uh, let's start off by maybe talking like about Hughes and Barkoff, who we liked uh, at the very beginning of the season at plus 1,800, like you said, and plus 10,000 for Barkoff. Um, those are players uh, that had the pedigree, uh, and they actually also had the betting odds we really liked. Uh, because quite frankly, let's let's face it, a lot of times all these awards – they're like throwing darts. Uh, you know, you, you can you can research and actually think all you want. A lot can happen in, in, a, in a season. You have injuries. You actually have line changes. You have other injuries. to the key players that affect that actually player. So it's just uh, coaching changes and you name it. Uh, uh, it. It just a lot actually plays into it. Um, I do want to say that the heart the trophy for the MVP, you can look at it two different ways. Uh, you can look at it based on uh, for the player that has the best statistics uh, or you could also look at the player who is most valuable to that team. Right. And I don't even know in real life if everybody's really got that figured out, it's kind of a mixed Mm -hmm. bag. Right. So, uh, so our, our thought going in here, uh, you know, liking Jack Hughes at 1800, like you said, I mean, this was a team, you know, uh, given their firepower with actually getting a a Timo Meyer who has not actually produced, uh already having hughes there you know jesper brad actually really come into his own last year it just felt like a team that was ready to kind of take the next the jump now the the way he came out of the gates you remember that jt how he came out of the gates man he was, it was on fire he was, was on fire it was gangbusters at f plus 1800 was just looking absolutely amazing and honestly i still like it i actually don't hate it uh but they've cooled off just a little bit that team um so
0: Yeah, Um, I was going to throw it in here. Uh, just looking at the lines, Hughes is actually at plus 650. So, us being on him at the beginning of the year at plus 1800, even though he's cooled off a bit, you've seen he's kind of raised up the board. I think right now, if I take a look, one, two, three, he's right now, he's fourth favorite for MVP. So, us at plus 1800 is looking pretty nice at him at plus 650 right now. And again, we've talked about he got off on fire. The devil's did not necessarily start the way we thought they were. I think they're going to be a better second half team than they were first half team. Their goalie situation oh. was atrocious to start the season. Still is. So I, I, I think they're going to, there, there's no way this team doesn't make some kind of move. You know, there's going to be some team that gets out of it. That's down. And they say, Hey man, we'll ship a goalie to you guys. I just can't see New Jersey just sitting tight the rest of the year with the goalie situation, but I still like him. He's in there, Uh, you know, on the other side of things, Sometimes it's good to wait you just never know. -105 for McDavid to start the year, you figure like, you know, he should win it again, but -105 isn't great odds for a season long award. I mean, it's really terrible odds actually. And so the fact that he uh started out there is like, yeah, do you want to throw 105 on that? Uh I don't know. Well, he has some injury and in, uh issues. Edmonton has not been good. He's up to he's still the favorite. But he's now tied at plus 350 with Nikita Kucherov. So Kucherov at plus 350, another guy both me and you liked. Uh, the odds, you know, we weren't sure what it was going to be. But, man, he's a guy who has been on fire to start off the year. He has been good. Tampa's been good. So Kucherov has moved up the board uh, there been. David is currently sitting at plus 350 leading the way for the Hart Trophy.
1: Yeah, great points. Great points there. Uh, Kucherov uh, obviously has always been a superstar in this league. There's no doubt about it. But what's really impressed me with Kucherov this year is the amount of volume he's actually shooting the puck. Uh, You know, if you look back at his last two, three season, he's a guy who really uh, gets a million assists and actually, you know, does fairly well. I'm talking like 30 goals, 85 assists, you know, that type of player. I mean, now, you know, he's pacing for over 50 goals and over 75, 80 assists. He's placing for about 140 points, and and mainly it's because he's shooting a puck a ton. Uh, So I really, really like what Kutra has actually done. Um, And really, that's a a Tampa Bay team right now that – you know they, they missed their goaltender, um, and you know Vasilevsky was actually out for the first month and a half of the season. He had to carry him. Uh, Stamkos really is just now starting to catch his stride as well. Um, so Kucherov has been the guy that's really kind of elevated play uh, his own play, and it, actually everybody else around him as well. Um, and JT, before we kind of go into our favorites that we actually like, and this has been a really this has been great with a uh, a lot of the odds uh, preseason and in, in comparison to what they are now. The reason why we actually like the guy like Barkov um, at plus 10,000, it's throwing darts, right? 10,000.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: but, man, they made I mean, such mean, you're a throwing
0: deal. five bucks out there. You're throwing 10 bucks out on something
1: yeah, like that. Yeah, it's no big deal, right? So uh, it, that's what you should be looking at. I mean, that's a smart bet going into the season because, uh, you know, they went to the cup finals, uh, him actually being the center of that team. Uh, you expected them to kind of take the next step because they really did take the next step last year, and they become very elite. But they have a little bit of that that cup loss hangover. Um, Mm -hmm. They haven't been bad. They haven't been great though. And really Matthew Kachuk's been a very, very big disappointment. We'll talk about that here in a bit as well. Um, But nevertheless, Barkov didn't really work out, but I don't really hate the bet either. But um, uh, JT, I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll switch this up a little bit. Maybe go ahead and tell me who do you like now, and then I can uh, follow you up uh, with some of the uh, the, the heart Trophy. What, who do you
0: like now? Yeah, so for me, halfway through the season, the guy that I am leaning on, and I not only do I think he's my mid-season winner, but I think he's a guy that can actually win it. Is who we just talked about, Kucherov. I've got him on our home league. He is just—he's always been a scorer. He's always been a top, you know, you know depending on the year five player, top 10 player in the league. Uh But he has become a dynamic scorer this year. I mean, he is, like you said earlier, he's shooting a lot more. His goals are way up. And I think the fact that, for once, Tampa Bay has been a little underrated just because of the injuries and some other things that have happened, people were not so high on him. And then he was the guy that stepped up and kept them through in it in this early part of the season when things were a little rough and they needed a little boost from someone. I think that helps his MVP talk when you come at the end of the year, when people say, Hey, what if he wouldn't have played like that in the first half of the season? You know, where would a Tampa Bay been right. with no goalie without, you know, without stamp coast, you know, playing, uh, up to who would you expect out of him. That's where I think it helps him for that MVP talk, because I think they're going to be right there in the mix. And I think the fact that he isn't just having a normal, really good season for him, he's elevated himself in other areas. And to me, that is what gets voters' attention, especially with some of the other stars you know, struggling a bit. Or I, I, I hate to always say this, sometimes guys are just so good it becomes, you know, second hand for people. You know, guys are going to vote and they're like, oh, well, he had 60 last year. He had 60 goals last year. He's got 60 this year. Yeah. Do you do anything more special? And if your team wasn't way better, I think sometimes those things can hurt you. So this is where I think the fact that Tampa Bay's. Had to deal with a few things this year as opposed to being, you know, one of the odds on favorites. I think that helps his cause. And the fact that he's elevated his game in some areas that he hasn't in the past, I think that helps his cause. So he's my number one. And before you get into all your guys, because I want to give you a chance to kind of, you know, talk it up here. Uh, My number two right now, David Pasternak, Boston Bruins. I just think they're going to be in the mix again. He's been right there all year, high score. I just think it's always hard to ignore a guy if the team ends up with the best record. I just think it's hard to ignore the best player on the best team. And he's in there right now. His odds are at plus 550. So you can get Kucherov at plus 350, which I love because I think Kucherov is, is the guy to win it. But if I had to go somewhere else, I like him at plus 550. I just think the Bruins are going to be in the mix all year. And if he keeps on pace with what he's been doing, I think he's going to get some looks, especially if McDavid, McKinnon, some of these other guys have solid seasons. Austin Matthews has a solid good year, but their teams don't have great years. I think you could see them maybe going, ah, do we give it to the best guy or the best team? So that's why I like him because he's been super solid the whole first half of the season.
1: I, After you chose Pasternak, I'm um, wishing I actually chose him um, earlier when we were prepping for this podcast, JT. Um, so I, I mentioned, is it the best statistics or the actual player that's most valuable to his team? And right now – if you were to go by that definition of MVP, literally David Pasternak is probably the winner of the MVP. Um, Boston actually coming off a historic regular season last year, uh, the most points in regular season history in the league. They actually lose two of their, you know, their, their two leaders really in that locker room there with Patrice Bergeron, David Krejci. Um, and if you think about it, if you look at superstars on that team, It's him and it's Marchand. That's it. So, I mean, he's got 19 goals this year, 24 assists in 30 games, 158 shots on goal. Imagine if he wasn't on that team where they'd be. And Boston, I think right now, has the second or the third best record in the league right now. Nobody had them even close to actually having top record in the league based on what they lost last year. And they're they're not duplicate what they did last year. They're, nobody's ever going to do that. No, I mean they're mm-hmm. not going to do that this year. Is crazy? But that is probably your MVP. And honestly, who's uh, the the voters of this award are probably thinking something similar as well because the statistics, even though they're not ridiculous like Kucherov, they're still really really damn good. And at plus five fifty, that's great. Um, I mean that that's I mean, and I mentioned Matthews, right? So I mentioned Matthews. The only reason I actually had Matthews in there as also maybe our dark horse at this point, JT, is because right now, remember, I don't know if you remember episode two or three. We're in episode 13 right now. We've done 13 episodes already. Pretty excited about that. Um, But this was the first year he was going to do the penalty kill, and they were going to ask more of him this year. And also, they're going to ask more of Nylander as well. Those stars on that team have actually stepped up, and Matthews right now has got 25 goals. If you go look at his last six, seven games, he is on a goal tear. It's unbelievable. 12 assists and 28 games, 25 goals in 28 games. He's almost a goal a game right now, 125 shots on goal. And Toronto is a team that honestly, they're pretty top heavy, but they actually got guys like Sam Lafferty um, on a third line who actually start to help them round out and get a little bit more depth as well. And Max Domi and uh, guys like that. So, I think his supporting cast is a little bit better than what Pasternak actually has over Boston. So if you are looking at MVP, Pasternak probably is a best bet moving forward.
0: Yeah, and you, you mean you were the same. We had Kucherov number one, and then you had Matthews, and I had Pasternak. And I think that was the difference for me. I think unless Matthew bl- Matthews blows away his stats from another year, Now, these stats are unreal. I mean, these are great freaking stats. But I said, you get get voters who get used to guys doing the same thing every year. And if Toronto is not all of a sudden the best team because he's the best player, I think maybe he gets knocked for that. Maybe he has great stats, but everybody goes, well, yeah, he's he always has good stats, but his team never wins. And he's always they always had them, you know, some of the most talented players in the league and the highest payroll and blah blah. You know, yep. I, I think you always find that people figure out ways to, you know, disregard players sometimes. And that's why the I leaned a little bit towards pasta over Matthews in, in that situation. I love your selection, JP. Uh, let's move on to the next one. This one was something that was real interesting, and I know me and you discussed this last year uh, just personally when we were putting in some bets before the season. Norris Trophy, which goes the best defenseman. 22-23 winner was Eric Carlson, San Jose Sharks. We had seen, me and you, a bunch of guys we also talk hockey with, we follow on the X, all that stuff. We had seen a couple people talking about Carlson and getting some great odds at a few books, and we're like, Ooh. Ooh, I kind of like that. I mean, they were crazy long odds. Um and he ended up winning it. He ended up having a resurgent year, a huge year for him. So, I don't know if there's a guy like him in the mix this year uh betting-wise. Um but a few guys we kind of discussed and liked uh coming into the season uh Rasmus Dalin plus 800, Quinn Hughes at plus 1400. Uh, Miro Heiskanen, plus 1,400. Those were some of the guys that we originally looked at on the favorites list that we were kind of a fan of, Uh, kind of looking at it. Is there anybody kind of – are some of these guys jumping out to you? Do you still like some of those guys or a few guys that kind of snuck up on you? I know we had a few more guys on our long shot list, which I always feel like that's maybe the spot, the Norris Trophy, if you're going to get a long shot. Maybe that's the one you can steal one with a Hail Mary. Uh, Evan Bouchard plus 4,000 was one you really liked uh, as far as a Hail Mary kind of at the end. And then uh, there was one or two other guys I know you liked in that mix. Kind of what are we thinking as we talk about Norris Trophy winner midway point of the season and who we think eventually comes home with it?
1: Yeah, yeah, JT. Before I give you my selections here, let me let's let's talk a little bit more in detail. Uh, I'll kind of piggyback on you on um, who we liked preseason. Um, but uh, Rasman uh plus eight hundred. He's got great statistics so far, but to get the Norris Trophy, and I know last year wouldn't actually prove that because Eric Carlson for a very very poor San Jose team actually won it, but Carlson had over a hundred points. And And
0: again, we talked about, we just talked about this before you either have to have crazy stats. Your stats have to be that much better than everybody. If you're on a bad team, then people don't ignore the stats. Now, if they're pretty similar to a lot of other guys, you almost have to be on a winner. If you're not on a winner teams, people just tend to not vote for guys unless their stats are over and above. And Carlson's stats were over and above last year.
1: Yeah, and, and they were and, and Darlene, like I said, if you look at the statistics, a phenomenal season so far, but unfortunately, feeling it for they, fantasy
0: for me. Yeah, yes. But, yes. <laughs> but and, is but, he going to win a trophy? I don't know if he's going to win a trophy though.
1: No, and things in Buffalo hasn't worked out, and uh, you know, they Buffalo actually host a Columbus team last night. They lose nine four nine four. Uh, and things are very, very bad there. Um, I'm, I'm guessing that the coach is eventually going to get fired, um, at this rate here. He's not going to last. So if you look at the Norris trophy, there's too much volatility with that team for him to actually win a Norris. But, um, other, another guy, um, Quinn Hughes, you talk about who we actually liked in the preseason based on, uh, you know, who, who is uh, the favorites now. Quinn Hughes was plus 1400 in the preseason. He's the all-out favorite now, JT, at plus 110. Uh, Hughes, so far right now, nine goals, 32 assists, and 32 games played. He got an assist a game. Um, he's your all-out favorite. Um, and uh, honestly, well, Van- Vancouver's really re- – they've been a resurgent story for this season. Um, I mean, they really came on at the second half of last season after they made the coaching change. Um, and this year, they haven't really missed a beat. And we'll talk about Vancouver here in a bit because uh, they're – they just had a phenomenal season so far. And Roy really Quinn Hughes is um, – I mean, they got so many superstars on that team, but Quinn Hughes is one of them. Uh, but plus 1,400 down to plus 110, what value for Hughes.
0: Freaking love it. He, w- he was my number one. He was your number one. I feel like this is maybe my favorite bet we made all offseason. I mean, I, this is – got to love this one. The guy went 1,400 to minus 110. Uh Just absolutely love it. Now, there's a couple other guys on this list. I think I have an outside shot. Um, I'll go first. I'll go first with my number two guy, and I'll give you my reasoning. So my number two guy right now, Adam Fox, New York Rangers. And the reason I like Fox, he's missed, I think, about 10 games with injury. He's been a little banged up, but I like what the Rangers have done. I think they're going to be really solid. I feel like this team is built for the playoffs, especially in the East. I like their, I like their, I just think they're better than most of the teams in their division. I think this team's going to end up with a really good record in the end. I think they're going to be, they're defensive minded. And Adam Fox is kind of the leader on that defense. He originally started the year second favorite behind Cale McCarr, was one nine, plus 190 for the Avs. Box is plus 500 to start the year. Guess where he is sitting right now at the season.
1: Wow. I would imagine uh, probably quite a bit of a difference, JT. Plus
0: 2,500. He went Whoa. from second favorite at plus 500 to now he's at plus 2,500, as I think he's the, one, he's the fourth or fifth favorite, depending on what site you look at, at plus 2,500. Him and Dalina both plus 2,500. I love Darlene, and we just talked about He's, his team's not good enough. He's not going to win it <clears throat> unless something crazy happens. He's not going to win it. I love re-jumping, especially if you are a bet on Adam Fox preseason. Double down time. It is that yep. time. You double down at plus 2,500. He has an okay start to the season. He's been banged up. But if this Rangers team makes a run and they they compete for that one or two seed in the East, and the defense plays the way it's been playing, I think Adam Fox is going to get a lot of votes. So I am liking Adam Fox. He's my number two. He's my little bit more of a long shot, and I love it because he went from a favorite to a little more of a long shot now. So Hughes, Hughes is my guy first off, but I am jumping on Adam Fox as my second bet.
1: Adam Fox is a great selection, and uh, anybody that's uh, considering you know, placing any uh, future bets right now, Listen to what JT just said um, because specifically Quinn Hughes is one injury away from Adam Fox being a favorite and Kale McCarr. He's always injured. So that's why I don't think McCarr will win this award. And honestly, uh, McCarr actually won an award before he won it two years ago. I believe before Carlson. Um, so, um, and, and, and I do like Bouchard. Uh, Evan Bouchard is actually a guy that uh, um, I have as my backup beco- behind Quinn Hughes I like after Edmonton made the coaching change and really that literally lit a fire underneath that entire organization and now they're kind of playing like the Edmonton have already you known they lost a couple of games here in a row but nevertheless from a statistic standpoint they're really actually filling up the net um, they are really putting up a lot of points and Bouchard uh, uh, being the beneficiary on that uh, power play quarterback uh, or on that power play as a quarterback there he's going to have a lot of assists an absolute ton of assists on an on unbelievable offense so um in the preseason there um Bouchard um honestly I don't even know what he oh he's a plus 4000 now he's plus, like plus
0: 4000 yeah. now he's plus 1000 and you yeah. you were on our our preseason show you liked him a lot he was one of your favorite yeah. guys at plus 4000. You just love the odds. You thought, "Hey, this is a team that can score. He's a power play one, point guard. Like he's a guy that can do it." And I I love that and actually Bashard was my next guy behind Fox. Like he was if I had to go, okay, let's go 3 deep. Who's the next guy you like? Bashard was my next guy.
1: Yeah, and uh, let's just say it right here on this podcast and make it official because I believe Vancouver has a supporting cast around Quinn Hughes. They have the goaltending as well. Um, they, I believe they actually maybe have the second or third best record in the league, uh, best goal differential as well. We'll talk about them here in a bit. If he is healthy all year, he will win this award. Uh, that, yeah. That's that's my thought. Uh, but if it, it, health, and I don't believe health has ever really been a major issue for Quinn Hughes, but if not, I don't like Kale McCarr. I don't think Evan Burchard's times yet because this is his first full season. Adam Fox is a favorite at that point. So, um, at plus 2,500, like you said, you can't beat that. So, right now, that's the bet. That's the bet. If you're going to place a bet right now, is Adam Fox points
0: 2,500. Yeah, I love it. So, let's move on to our next award Calder Trophy, top rookie. Uh, who won this last year? Toast 22 23. Maddie Benears. Benears from uh, The Kraken, which I just had a conversation with a friend the other day he's like man i think the kraken knocked it out of the park with their uniforms And i was like i agree with you i'm like usually these new teams they just go way over the top i don't like anything they do they go too flashy i actually thought they crushed the kraken uniform so i just wanted to throw that little bit uh out there <laughs> i like it uh so preseason this one's always you know little toughy we're the rookies you we never see a lot of preseason odds because you know, a lot of the guys that are technically rookies are guys that have been in the minors for a while. And then all the guys that everybody knows because they just got drafted, aren't actually gonna play most of the time. They're gonna play in the minors, kind of work their way up, get a little bit of time with the big club. So it's always tough to get preseason odds. So we don't have we don't have a real good list of preseason odds, but what me and Toast, you know, we talked about it. Obviously, Toast, we gotta to talk about your boy, Connor Berdard. He's gotta be the favorite. There was talk at the beginning of the year. There was no way he wasn't going to be the favorite as long as he was with the big uh club to start the year. He has been. The Blackhawks have been one of the most watched teams in the league to start this year, even though their their record's not it. He's just been a great player. Who else out there, rookie-wise, are we starting to see now that we're you know, we're halfway through the year. We know guys, these guys are they're part of the mix, they're staying on the roster, they're not an up and down call up. These guys are part of the main part of the team, and they've got a shot to maybe win this award with Bedard.
1: For me, it's Adam Fantilli. Um, uh, Columbus have had so many problems this year with the inconsistency from Johnny Gaudreau. um, Patrick Lyonet, we talked about that last episode on their healthy scratches uh, in our disappointment episode that we actually had. Um, And Fantilli has become their best player. Um, he's 19 years old. He was a sec- is the third uh, player drafted in last year's draft. He should have been the second, in my opinion. Um, and we actually had our buddy Mike Soderlund actually put a million on it. And uh, guess what? It didn't happen. I felt really, really bad about that. Um, but, uh, but Fantilli right now, so far, JT, got nine goals, 10 assists um, in 33 games. That's 19 points in 33 games. He's pacing for probably around 60 points on a really, really bad Columbus Blue Jacket team. I like Fantilli to be the bet now, if you're going to live bet this future bet, because again, a Bedard injury, you always got to think injuries with these, um, with, with these uh, awards, Fantilli's at plus 3000 right now. And I really don't know why Fantilli's at plus 3000. And you have other players that have not had the impact that Fantilli's actually had that are way lower or way better odds than that. So um, I love an Adam Fantilli. Um, but give
0: me a moment so, here to talk about. Next. Yeah, toast. I'll jump in real quick. Uh, yep. I think it has 100% to do with the fact that he plays for Columbus.
1: I, 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 I think it's
0: it 100%. That yep. People are not paying attention to him. They, they have been terrible. Now, he's been good on a bad team. But people are just ignoring Columbus. They're not a historic team. Whenever they're bad, people don't pay attention. Even when they're good. They get very little attention. I hate to say it, but it's just the way it is. Um, I got a cousin that lives in Columbus. We love going to games there. Tickets are always cheap, <laughs> like, yeah. you can get tickets all the time. It, it, it's, it's terrible because it's a great arena. Like, the fans that actually go to the games are really good, but man, they just do not get any kind of look from the national media. I, I love the Fantilli pick. And before you get into a couple other guys, I'll throw in, I, you know, Bedard's number one for you. He's number one for me. We know it is. But the problem with that is he's minus 300. So yeah. you got to put up 300 to win 100 on Bedard. Again, I do we think he's going to win it? Yes, we both think he's going to win it. Do you want to put the 300 up to get 100 back? That's up to you. Uh, whether you want to uh, place that type of bet, that's not typically us. We're not typically take these big long you know we like the little more the long shot bets uh number two for me and and again it was injury in case something hammered bedard luke hughes for new jersey and i just think he has looked really solid i think that team's gonna get better currently he's sitting at plus 1000 and he's and the crazy thing is he's the second highest odds right now Second best odds at plus 1,000 behind Bedard. That's how big of a lead Bedard has. He's at minus 300, and Luke Hughes is at plus 1,000. But if I wanted to sprinkle in some money in case something happened which, you know, obviously we don't want any player to get hurt. You know, we don't want to see anything happen like that. But in case something happened, injury-wise, he missed a lot of time. Could somebody else maybe steal it? Maybe they could. Uh, Hughes would be my next guy. Uh, That I would look and that would be partly because he's got a decent role on a team that could end up making the playoffs.
1: Yeah, and the only reason you would not bet Berdard, like you said, is two reasons minus 300 and uh, and really you're banking on him being injured. That would be the only reason you bet anybody else is to be probably one you'd want to stay away from unless you're like, you know what? The odds are so good on a player like Fantilli uh, or even uh, Luke uh, Hughes, who really Luke Hughes plays on a dynamic offense. He is the uh, power play one quarterback on that team. He's going to get a lot of assists as well. Um, I mean, so young, Uh, such a young player as well. I don't even think he's reached 20 yet, Um, but uh, let me just. As the homer, I will, and I'm wearing my Blackhawks jersey right now. Just let me talk about how great Verdard has been actually so far for an 18-year-old youngest player in the league. Youngest player in the league right now, and he's a young 18-year-old at best. 12 goals, 16 assists, and that is 28 points in 31 games, 100 shots on goal. JT, given all of the injuries they've had on that team, um, they're, they're in full rebuild, he has no supporting cast. No supporting cast at all. Um, He has been on an assist tear over the last three or four games. Um, They have been taking their lumps. The fact that they can still, um, uh, last night, beat a really, really good Colorado team at home and being as shorthanded as they are. And Bernard actually putting up seven shots on goal, two assists. He was everywhere on the ice, making a big difference. 18-year-olds don't do that. He will be a runaway with this award. You look back years from now, barring injury and say that, yeah, we expected it wouldn't be close. It wasn't close at all. And right now, if you uh, if you want to take a chance and uh, and put money on him right now, and this is only for individuals, betters who have a lot of capital underneath mm-hmm. them, right? Yep. A lot of capital underneath them. And he's durable. He's stocky with the legs. Uh, he's never actually ha- gotten hurt at all. There's a couple players early on in the season taking runs at them that's actually stopped as well. You put a million on it. You put a million on it to actually win a half a million. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so I, it, I, it's I, it's it's gonna happen.
0: It feels like unless something catastrophic happens, there's Injury. no way he's not winning this award. I mean, he has been everything that everyone said he that they thought he would be, and everything kind of everyone hoped he would be. He has been that this half of the season. For a not very good team, and I tell you what, toast as a Hawks fan, for you, I know I've talked to a bunch of my other fans that they're are Hawks fans. It's just the excitement for a team that has a bad as re- a bad of a record as the Blackhawks have. Worse in the it's league. Unbelievable, everybody's still watching the games, everyone's excited. They're like, We got a shot to be really good. This kid's awesome. It's, I've never seen such positivity from a team with a terrible of a record as them. But I think that's, it's, it's justified. I mean, do players not want to sign and play with this guy? I think, I mean, I think this turns around the Blackhawks franchise insanely quick. I think there's a chance that they can go out and get, get free agents that want to play with him. Otherwise, I mean, I just think just him alone, he moves this thing up three to four years. In time-wise on how, how quickly this team can turn this around.
1: Yeah, and we won't make this a Blackhawks podcast, but I uh, let's just talk about that just for a second, however, um, that they obviously have the most cap space in NHL, and it's not close. Uh, they, they're, they're struggling to get to the cap floor. Um, and really, you know eventually when Bernard's ELC comes up that you're signing him to the longest term possible. And you're signing him to probably what will be $12 million a year. Um, and that's, uh, that's, that's more than two or three players. That's, that's mm-hmm. only two or three players make more than that. And, and, so you can't say, well, you're going to go out and make a big splash and maybe have another big player. But nevertheless, the, the cap floor is going up and it's going to be going up significantly or the cap ceilings going to be going up significantly in the NHL starting next year. I believe they're actually going to be adding five or six million dollars and there's a little bit more money coming in uh, as well. So a guy I just keep thinking of. And again, this is not this is a midseason award podcast, but we'll just mention it here. Alex Nylander is getting paid. I'm sorry, William yeah, <laughs> Alex, know. His brother Alex ain't getting paid. Uh, William Nylander is getting paid. And he'll be commanding about 11 to $12 million a season, 10 and a half, $11, 11 and a half, whatever it may be, in an eight-year deal. Hawks got so much money, it's ridiculous. You can't tell big me market. They, big they're market. a big
0: market. Guys yeah. want to play there. They the Going to sure. games at the United Center, I mean, Chicago is a hockey town. Guys want to play there. I, I I think they're going to be in the mix way sooner than we thought they would for big time free agents. I really. Yeah,
1: do. they they um they may not make the huge splash next year, but it would not shock me if all they come in made a huge splash is one free agent. And it's mainly because of uh, the of the uh, them being a hockey town and actually having been original six JT. And you're absolutely right on that. Everybody's going to want to play with this kid. It's as simple mm. as that. I mean, so the chance to actually play with him and actually have him be a center and, uh, and have a knee off on his wing.
0: it just, he just, keep, I just, Tose, keep you're getting me about excited. Him. Stop talking about it. You're getting me excited. Yeah. I hope yeah. Neander is up there. I think it'd be freaking great. All right. We're yeah, going to move on well. past yeah. Bedard. But yes, yes, I, I I, think he, if you actually have the if you have the capital, you know, you got the money in your accounts, I think mean, that's a slam dunk win. I think he wins that barring catastrophe he wins uh the rookie of the year and pulls in that calder trophy so let's move on to the vesna best goaltender uh 22 23 winner was linus Allmark. who are we looking at this year this has been this is kind of a always a crazy one because this is a team one as well as a player one because it's almost like a qb you got to get wins as a goaltender in order to be in the mix here, you can't play for somebody bad and get a million saves and have a, a bunch of losses and win this award. So where are we kind of sitting at this point in the season toast?
1: Yeah. You took the words right off my mouth. JT, you got to have wins to, to win this award. Um, so usually you got to look at those top four five, six teams, you got to look at those goaltenders. Um, those are the ones that are going to win the award. Um, and let's face it, usually a uh, a goalie who has the most wins also has a really good defense in front of them. The save percentage he fouls as well. So there's no really reason to look at anybody else other than uh, the teams that are on the, are the top. Uh, in the preseason, we were like Jake Ottinger at plus 1,200. Now, uh, Jake's uh, recently injured. Um, and Dallas has actually been really, really good, but I think the best has yet to come for Dallas. And we'll talk about mm-hmm. Dallas here in a bit. Um, and, uh, we really like the long shot of, uh, Alexander Georgiev, um, at t- plus 2,500 again, Colorado goalie. Uh, he was runner up, I believe. And, and, uh, the, the Vesina last year for Linus Olmark. And uh, he had 40 wins for Colorado. And uh, this year, I don't believe he has that many wins uh, uh, this year. But nevertheless, he's had a he's had a decent season, but nowhere close to Vezina worthy at all. But uh, JT, that's kind of who we were thinking heading into this season. Uh, who'd you end up liking? Who, who do you like well, right now?
0: i tell you what, I feel like this was the award that swung the most. From preseason, who we kind of like, which I feel like goalie does that all the time. You always feel like you know who the best goalie. is Rowan darts with a goalie. The injuries happen, and guys get on teams, and it just meshes right. You know, that's your Demko. Vancouver, I mean, they've just played out of their mind. You know, he is now the favorite at plus 350. Uh, he's a guy who I know we, you know, a lot of people thought had some pretty good talent. But, you know, the defense was terrible for them the last couple of years, and he just got worked. Uh, but that's not the case anymore a guy that I am big on and I just the resurgence cam Talbot for the Los Angeles Kings
1: yeah who? right now wow
0: he's at plus 400 <laughs> who would have guessed that he would be in it and honestly to me if you're going mid-season goaltender of the year you know MVP as a goaltender Vesna trophy winner for me mid-season is cam Talbot I the guy has been unbelievable the kings are relevant which no one thought was going to be the case they've won a ton of games on the road his save percentage is off the charts he's been great uh Talbot for me if you just went dude do i think he holds on for the year at plus 400 i don't know i don't know if he can keep it up the whole season but if you went mid mid mid-season award for me right now goaltender of the year he wins it for me right now Now, who do I think possibly wins it actually for the season? You know, that one's a little tougher. And I'm going to go back to the team you're going to hear me talking about uh, quite a bit. Toast, help me out here because I butcher his name every time we talk about him. New York Rangers.
1: Igor Shisterkin.
0: Shisterkin. I always screw up his name. He makes, Toast makes fun of me every freaking time because I say (laughs) it a hundred different ways. I, I don't know why. I never even say it the same way twice i always butcher it but i actually think the rangers are going to be a team that's going to be really good down the stretch he's been solid their defense has been good he's the guy that i'm probably right now if i'm one i'm putting in a bet mid-year he is at plus 1400 right now Uh so i i like that at plus 1400 the team that i think is going to be in the mix now he was plus 600 so this is another one where I like to hit that double down, if I took him at plus 600 to start the year, I'm jumping back in at plus 1,400 at this point, if I believe in him and I believe in the Rangers, which I do. I just think this team is going to be really good in the East. He is my guy, Igor. I'm just going to start calling him Igor. He's my guy because I mess <laughs> up his last name every time. But he he's probably the guy I'm betting long-term for the season. I think he ends up winning this award. Just for the odds, I like the odds. Demko, I think, has played great. I think Vancouver's going to be in the mix. I just don't like the plus 350 for him. It's too shaky for me at plus 350 uh, to take him at that. I'd rather take someone else.
1: Agree. Agree. Uh, Demko is a good goalie. There's no doubt about it. Um, but uh, Shesterkin and the Rangers um, really He's, he's had more of the pedigree underneath him to really go out and win this award. And like you said, the double down factor for you to be able to get him at plus 600 before the season started, not plus 1400. And that's mainly just because Demko and Talbot's been so amazing. That's the only reason why he's actually fell. It's nothing he's done actually wrong. Um, So Shesterkin, I love Shesterkin. He's actually my second favorite. Um, my favorite for this award really hasn't changed uh, since the preseason, and uh, it was Connor Hellabuck plus seven hundred. And it, uh, in the preseason, it's Connor Hellabuck still plus seven hundred. Right now, um, Hellabuck's got fifteen wins in twenty-three games played, and he's got a nine-sixteen save percentage. And you know those those are. Really, really good numbers. Um, those, those may not be Vezina numbers that just jump off the page at you when it comes to the save percentage. 1960 6, is really, really good. You know, I mean, uh, Jeremy Swayman for Boston's got a 933 save percentage. Okay. But what I like about Hellebuck is – He does it year in and year out. He's Mr. Steady. And Winnipeg's actually starting to figure it out right now. They're 18, 9, and 3. They got a plus 20 gold differential as well for the eighth best record in the entire league. And Hellbuck has a lot to do with that. With his steadiness, um, he's always reliable. Um, So uh, I'll mention a couple other um, guys here um, that you got Jeremy Swayman. Jeremy Swimman has a 933 save percentage right now. Nine wins for Boston in 15 games played. The only reason he won't win this award is because he is sharing time with Linus Olmark, who was the winner Absolutely. of this award last year. So he's not going to win it. Uh, you, you got a two-headed monster there. That's why Boston is still as good as they are with same guys like.
0: With,
1: same as Boston, gonna I was
0: going to say Vegas is in the same boat. Vegas yep. one of the best teams in the league. They got Thompson, the Hill. So it's going to be tough on those teams when you got guys that are splitting time there. Um, uh, Igor, I talked about 286 goals against 90.06 save percentage. He's got 12 wins. That's why I like him. Talbot, like I said, he's been on top of the world. 13 wins, 2.02 goals against 926 save percentage. That's good at this point for a team that no one was expecting anything out of this year. And I mean, I've seen years where I had T- Cam Tobin on my fantasy team, and I was like, "He got worked." I mean, he got worked. I was like, "I gotta get this guy in my lineup." Uh, he has <laughs> been just great for the Kings this year. Uh, like I said, I don't, I don't know if he can do this for a full season, but he is my mid-season award for him. Like I said, I tell you what, another guy that's really been a surprise, an oldie but goody, Bob Sergey uh, Bobrovsky. For the Florida Panthers, 14 wins, 249 goal against, nine eleven save percentage. I actually, when we were looking at these awards, I actually have him on my fantasy team. And I was like, he's playing way better than I thought he was. Plus like, 4,000. Like, oh, I was like, man, those numbers are way better than I anticipated uh, looking at that. And you're right. That's what I was going to bring up right there. He currently sits. At plus four thousand for this award. Yeah. Now, can he stay healthy? Can he play the whole year? Can he keep it up? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. But it it would be interesting to see. He was originally plus four thousand. I need to look up. Toast, tell, tell me who you like. I'm going to look up and see if I can find his odds right now, currently.
1: Yeah, go ahead and uh, check that out. But I'll talk a little bit about Brozski as well. JT is. Um, And one reason why, you know, he's uh, really, he's getting that volume is because Spencer Knight really hasn't been with the team. Um, he's had some personal issues. Um, I think player assistance program, he's kind of stepped away from that. And Knight would have been a goalie who would have st- stole a lot of starts from Bobrovsky um, either last year or even moving into this year as well. And Bobrovsky's really been that mainstay and goalie. Um, and he's been he's been phenomenal. I mean, so uh, uh, while Florida really hasn't really got off to the best start, I wouldn't say they've been awful. Again, they're 18-11-2. That's not bad, right? That's actually 11th best in the league. But based on how they ended the season last year, you'd expect them to be a little bit better. But Bobrovsky is actually a big reason why they've actually stayed there a late 18, 11, and two. Did you mention, JT, I think 15 wins, 15 out of their 18 wins with to Bobrovsky?
0: Yes, he's got 14. I just looked it up. He started the year at plus 4,000. He's currently sitting at plus 3,000 on DraftKings. Yeah. So, that's a pretty solid bet from a guy, you know, that we've seen do it in the past. Yeah, sprinkle ten bucks on it. I mean, we've seen these guys in the past, these older goalies, get rejuvenated, get a run together, do something. Uh, You know, I I just like that. Like I said, I got him on a fancy team. He has looked way better than I thought. I've gotten way more. I drafted him really late really late because this thing I was like ah, I'm not sure what I'm going to get out of him but I think the Panthers are going to be good he can get me some wins he's been way better than I than I originally anticipated agree so all right, we talked enough about goalies we like the goalies but let's move on here the Roger Star trophy top goal scorer last year runaway Connor McDavid was the winner from Edmonton Original favorites, obviously McDavid plus two twenty to start the year. Austin Matthews was plus five fifty. Drysaddle was plus seven hundred. Pasta was plus nine hundred. Things have adjusted slightly here as we got get moving through. What do you look at? Is there stuff you like here? Who are you? Kind of shooting for here. McDavid got, you know, off to that rough start. A little bit of injury problems for him. Dry a guy that I've, I've put some money on in the past. But again, they got off to a slow start in Edmonton. It, it, does Matthews jump out at you. Uh, Kucherov, who who these guys jump out at you think could win this?
1: Matthews jumps out at me uh, and, and main reason uh, because I believe last year it was a down season for Matthews. And when I say down season, he scored somewhere in the 40s uh, for goals. And for him, that's a bad season. The year before that, I think he was over 60. This year, he's already got 25 goals in 28 games. So, and he's scoring. If you, again, if you look at the last six games, he's scoring goals and bunches. Two goals a game is almost like it's happening right now for him. And he is on an absolute heater. And I could see this keeping up for some time. Honestly, I don't really see it slowing down at all. So do I think uh, barring injuries um, that um, he'll be over to 60 goal mark? I do. And uh, I think that he will win this award. Um, Kucherov is another guy I really like to potentially win this award. But again, and main reason being is because he's shooting a puck a heck of a lot more as well. Um, But but I just have a feeling you've seen Matthews do this before when it comes to goal scoring. And that, with a guy with 25 goals right now, 12 assists, his main job is to put the uh, the puck in the back of the net. And I think he'll continue to do that. So with Austin Matthews now at plus 125, you just only hoped, especially for those guys that the high roles, actually have a lot of capital underneath them, that you would have bet him at plus 550 moving, and, you know, at the preseason.
0: Yeah, the five fifty was the move. Uh, we talked about it earlier in the year. Uh, we kind of I leaned a little bit. dry sidle at plus seven hundred. I like the odds. Our long shot odds. We liked Alex Ovechkin at plus twenty five hundred, and our super long shot was Stamkos at plus ten thousand. Which you know, seeing what's happened with him, Kucherov is why he's been there. Kucherov for the for the money. He's certainly... Currently sits third with 22 goals behind uh, Brock Basler, uh and uh, Matthews at 25 goals. But the question is for him, like we talked about, can he keep that up?
1: Does okay. Kucherov
0: keep that up? I mean, that's going to be tough for him to stay up there all year in that mix. A guy I like a little more, if you go down just the ways, talked about David Prostanak. Pasta, number four. He's at 19 goals right now. Uh-huh. Matthews is on a tear. Injuries are always a possibility. I just think Pasta's not going to slow down. If you want a little more odds, he's still second. He's at plus 300. He's right behind Matthews at plus 125. Kucherov's sitting there at plus 600. Do you think McDavid makes a monster comeback? If you do, now's the time to bet him. He's at plus 800 after being at plus 220 to start the year. But to me... I find it hard to put money on anyone else but those three or four guys.
1: Yeah, I I, I like David Pasternak, um as another choice and as, as the second best choice here, probably given the money uh, and given, again, what he normally do. 61 goals scored last year in 82 games, 407 shots on goal. This year he's got a league leading 158 shots on goal so far. He's only scored 19 goals only in 30 games. He's only shot 12%. He's got a, a career average of 14%. Last year, he shot 15%. Even in, back in 2018, 2019, he's over 16 and 17% as well. Um, there's a bunch of goals. And we talked about there's not a lot of mouths to feed on that team. I mean, you're going to see him score a ton of goals for this team who actually lost a lot in the offseason. So, um, I, you know, if I had to do it all over again, okay, Matthews, I really, really like, but Pasternak's Knock's probably the best bet.
0: Yeah. So, I, uh, I, for me, you know, I think Matthews is, is, is the guy, but, you know, odds are not great if you want to bet them right now. So, if I'm taking somebody, I'm taking Pasta. Kucherov I like, but I just, can he keep this goal scoring up? That's the toughie for me. If he does, it makes the bet for MVP a whole lot better because if he can keep scoring goals, that definitely looks better for him. uh, As far as that's concerned.
1: Yeah. If there was an award JT for most assists, I'm on Kucherov right now. And for, and for overall points, I got him.
0: Yeah. Assists right now. Kucherov second in the league, 32 tied with Quinn Hughes. Uh, Nathan McKinnon is actually leading the league with, uh, 34 and even though mcdavid's been a little banged up he's still fourth in the league with 30 so that's nice and it points kucherov right now like we talked about leading the league in points 54 guys been off to an unreal start mckinnon right now sitting at 48 jt miller 45 and then uh pasta currently fifth overall in points there so yeah. yeah i mean we've got a lot of guys in the mix uh, let's look in. We, we're not going to talk about many team awards, but one of the ones we will, because the one you can bet on at the beginning of the year, is the pre- uh, President's Trophy for most regular season points. So last year, like you said, just historic year for the Boston Bruins, set the record, most points ever scored. So we come to the season knowing that, but we know there's some changes. Originally, the lead, uh, the start of the year, Carolina was the favorite at plus 450. So Boston lost some guys. Carolina was the play, a favorite, plus 450. Edmonton, everybody was on at pl- plus 600. And Toronto at plus 800. Two teams we liked tied with Toronto was Dallas and New Jersey. Colorado was also plus 800, but we really liked Dallas and New Jersey at plus 800. And then our team, our long shot, that me and you both were pretty big on, we liked Tampa Bay at plus 6,000. Uh-huh. And so that was our that was our long shot bet uh, long shot bet of the season. Currently, New York Rangers plus two seventy five is number one. Boston is moved up to number two at plus four fifty. Vegas is number three at plus six hundred. The Kings surprisingly in there at plus seven fifty. Dallas at plus seven fifty and Colorado at plus eleven hundred. Those are the current favorites in the betting market.
1: JT, uh, here's my thoughts on a President's Trophy if I'm actually a betting man. Okay. Um, The East and especially the Metropolitan Division is loaded. Um, I believe they'll beat up on one another this year. So I really don't want to bet anybody out of the East to win the President's Trophy for most regular points uh, scored, regular season points scored as a team. So that comes to the West. I, I think there's better money out in the West. And I just keep coming back to a team that's actually really excelled right now, and that's Vancouver. And uh, for, for best, best for your your, your bank for your buck, right? Vancouver's got a league-leading plus 44 differential right now, a goal differential. They got Demko as the goalie. They got JT Miller. They got Elias Pettersson. Brock Besser's having a career season as well. Quinn Hughes is the Norris Trophy favorite. Philip Peronix actually come on um, and actually solidified himself as a very, very, almost an assist per game defenseman to actually really come in and help out Quinn Hughes. I don't really know why they couldn't do it, all right, and especially after they got off to such a – Horrible start last year and then made the coaching change. And they've been pretty darn good since then. And they've come out this year and are 22, nine and two 46 points, which is second most in the entire league and a plus 44 goal differential. I'm betting Vancouver. And honestly, I didn't even list them on our draft King favorites and I don't even know what their odds are. I got
0: so, it. I got it for you toast and you're going to love them. Yep. Plus 2000 yeah, currently that, for Vancouver. I freaking love those odds. Plus 2,000 in the West. I'm in the same boat with you. If I'm betting President's Trophy winner, I agree. I'm taking someone from the West. I just think the East is too tough. I just I think it's going to be tough for those teams to get as many wins. The West has been down this year. I I like your plus 2,000 on the Canucks. Another team I would maybe jump in if I like the odds more. Plus 600 for the Knights are the West favorite. And then you got the Avalanche at plus eleven hundred, so that's maybe where if I didn't, if you just don't believe in Vancouver that they can play this good all season, plus two thousand for right me, I just I love those odds. Uh, but plus eleven hundred for Colorado, I think is another really solid bet uh, that they could get hot the second half of the season. Agree. Now let's talk about East Coast side because I know neither one of us love the East Coast as far as this concerned. Now, the Rangers currently sit at plus 275 to win the President's Trophy. I don't love the odds of them winning the President's Trophy, but I do like them winning the East and get the Stanley Cup Finals. So they were my Stanley Cup Final pick from the East. I know me and you both have talked about this team all year. I still like Dallas, even though they've had some ups and downs. I still like Dallas. As the other team coming out of there, I, I have Dallas versus the Rangers. I'm going to hold off on who I think wins that. But I just think the Rangers, for some reason, I just keep coming back to them. I just think they're going to play good defense. I like their goalie. I think their offense has improved. I think they've got just enough firepower in the East, because I feel like a lot of the East teams are either way heavy on the offense or are way heavy on the defense. I feel like you get teams like the Islanders that that I like the Islanders, but I think they're really defensive squad. Do they have enough firepower to get it? You know, on the other side, Boston, can they, they put up points? Toronto puts up points. Do they have enough defense to get it done? That's where I'm wondering, for me right now, I'm leaning on coming out of the East, I'm liking the Rangers. What do you think about the East?
1: Um, I like the Rangers. Um, I, I really, really do. Um, they're probably the favorite in the east right now, but you know, I don't know what their odds are currently. I would imagine that they're probably somewhere in the neighborhood of the wind east, you know, plus 500, somewhere around there. Um, they
0: are. Currently the favorite to win the East at plus
1: 450. There you
0: go. Are tied with them at plus 450 with Hurricanes and Maple Leafs right behind them at plus 650 in the East currently.
1: Yep. Yep. So um, if I'm going to bet, I want to talk about a team that this is a stab in the dark. Okay, um, but I'm going to tell you why I would actually bet them because I wouldn't be putting a whole lot of money on it. They'll end up having the best odds by far, and this is a team that over the years has always had very, very good goaltending, and they've had very little offense, and they usually played an unbelievably tight, boring game between the blue lines that would just kind of put people to sleep. And I'm talking about the New York Islanders. Um, but this year, <laughs> the Islanders have actually become an offensive team, um, and and they still can play defense, even though this year they're allowing the third most shots in the NHL so far. I almost like the fact that they're allowing the third most shots in the NHL this year. That it's almost tells me the to fact play, that they're, they're to play yeah. more
0: offense. They're playing yeah. a little more offense now.
1: Yeah. And I think down the road, that's actually going to help them, you know, and they got guys like Horvat that's come over and become really, in my opinion, the leader of their team after they're getting traded from Vancouver. You know, or I'm sorry, uh, uh yeah, uh, from Winnipeg. Sorry, and coming over, and uh, and, and then and then going there. And Matt Barzell's actually been a point per player game so far. Noah Dobson has actually been tearing the world on fire, man. He, setting the world on fire. He's been so unbelievably good. They got Igor. They got the Ilya Sorokin at goalie, and Sorokin's. I mean, geez, he's one of the best goalies in the world as well. Um, they play a, and again, what I what I like the Islanders. They've proven in the past they can turn it on and play a defensive, tough minded team or a tough a tough minded game. And they've also proven this year they can actually turn it on offensively as well. That's the type of team that actually wins the cup. They're the teams that actually can adjust in the playoffs and play different types of games. and i I like the Islanders for that as well. They got a good mix of young balance uh, and, and really, really good mix of of, of veteran uh, leadership there as well. I'm not sitting here telling you the Islanders are going to win a cup, but you can just know by going and looking last year, Florida comes out of nowhere and actually goes to the cup final, ends up uh, having some unfortunate injuries, and almost wins the thing. Vegas was on nobody's radar to actually win a cup, let alone even make the playoffs last year. Why wouldn't you put money on the Islanders this year? They're doing something different than they normally do.
0: Yep, right now, Islanders sit at plus 2,500 to win the East. And if you wanted to just take that little, little extra and put some money on them to win it right now, the Islanders are sitting at plus 5,000 to win the Stanley cup. So I, I, I I agree with you on that one. You know, we talked about in the West, we've, we've both been on Dallas most preseason on, we both liked them a lot. Uh, Looking at it currently out of the West, if you uh, hold on, I got to pull it up here. I'm, I'm messing things up here. Uh, Dallas right now is the third favorite out of the West. It's right now Avalanche 380 plus 400 for the Knights. Dallas at plus 500, which I really like. And like we said, you had the Canucks at plus 1100 with how well they have played. It's kind of surprising. They're still that low. Um, Stars plus 500. I still like it. I still think they come out of the West. I still think they win it. What do you think?
1: Um, I think the Stars win it. Um, they've had some injuries at the goaltending position with Oettinger, Um, but Scott Wedgwood has really stepped up and uh, has got that veteran presence in net and has played really, really well. Um, they've got younger guys like uh, like Harley as a defenseman who's actually stepped up. Miro Heiskanen, um, and then their top line. And we talked about this, uh, you know, a couple uh, podcasts ago, a couple episodes ago, that of Robertson, Hens, and Pavelski. They've been they've been Good,
0: okay. But they—they they can as you do. Think. Yeah,
1: they can do a lot more. I don't think this team's got going yet. I really, really don't. Right now, they're actually sitting at 18, 8, and four. How about a team that actually says they haven't got going yet, and they're at 18-8-4, eight, and 4, 6th best record in the league? I think they. I think they could be way better. I really, really do. So uh, to me, you. Dallas is still. And again, you talk about the young. You got Wyatt Johnson as as a third. Um, um, young, young, real, uh, good player, um, as their, uh, their third center on the third line, Jamie Ben, who's the, who is a leader on that team. I I, I have a brain fart. I think he's the captain of the team. Um, but nevertheless, uh, he is, uh, down there on the third line as well. The second line on that, on that Dallas team with Marchment with Sagan and also, uh, with, uh, with, um, who actually came over from Nashville. That's the veteran line, the line two that has taken, in my opinion, Dallas over the top to be a cup favorite because now they have the balance of lines one through three. They all can actually hurt you. There's not a big drop off between them as well. They got the goaltending. They got the good veteran leadership to go along with the young players as well. Love Dallas. Love Dallas. Um, uh, To me, that's that's who I'm picking.
0: Yep, and stars. Uh, when we took them in preseason, they were at plus fourteen hundred. Uh, they are now at plus a thousand, so they've yep. they've dropped them just quite a bit. So you're getting some better odds now. I still like them a lot. Uh, one of the other teams we liked originally preseason, coming out of the East. Me and you both were on the Devils. We liked New Jersey at plus nine hundred to win the Cup. Again, we both kind of moved to the New York teams. As opposed to Jersey here recently, I still think the Devils have something in them. They just got you gotta figure out the goaltending. It's something that the Islanders and the Rangers have that they don't have, and yep. I think that's the difference right now in those teams. And for me, if I'm taking uh NHL champion, if I'm taking Santa Cup champ, Devils at plus fifteen hundred, I'd rather have the Islanders at plus five thousand. Yep, me too. I, I, just, I, I just I would. I mean that that's That's a bet I'm making. Goaltending, JT. Goaltending makes a huge deal. I think, you know, best bank for your buck, like you said, plus 5,000 right now. If you took them to win it all, Stanley Cup final, like Toe said, he still thinks Dallas is winning it, but he likes them winning the East. So that's still good numbers. I say, I like Dallas winning it. Rangers right now, I was a little shocked when I looked this up. They're actually the favorite. I don't know if it's that East Coast bias, people putting money on the Rangers, what it is. But right now, they're at plus 750. Avalanche are 750, and the Bruins are at plus 750. All three tied for Stanley Cup champion odds. Uh, Dallas is sitting back there at fourth. Maple Leafs are at 1,200, along with uh, Hurricanes. Hurricane's star of the year is the favorite. Um, And a couple things back. The fact that the Kings are at plus 1,300 blows my mind. I like them. I'm shocked that even though they've been off this great start, they're that high compared to where they started the year. That seems kind of crazy. But yeah, Canucks, if they they can make their way out of the West, that may be amazing. But they're plus 2,200, and like Toast said, plus 5,000. For the Islanders, we both still sit with our plus 1,000 on the Dallas Stars. We are just past the hour here, Toast. Let's come in with our final face-off and our final thoughts for the night uh, here on our Mid-Season Awards.
1: JT, I want to give a preview to the listeners on what we're going to do next time out. Um, I think you and I are going to have a little bit of a redraft to where we pick uh, um, one division um, only in the East, probably preferably uh, you know the Detroit's division and probably the central division in the West. And you and I will actually do the best we can to go ahead and build our 23-man roster based on those division teams only. So a team, you know, a, a division of like, let's say, you know, eight teams, right? Only those eight teams. So basically, we'll pick a quarter from the league. We'll go ahead and come out there with a uh, a draft, a midseason draft, and we'll see who can come up with the best team. Go ahead and give some of that feedback to our listeners uh, and uh, have a little bit of fun. Um, I think it'll be uh, I think it'll be uh, a good change of pace.
0: Yeah, we like to mix things up here. Uh, I think it will be a fun time. If we got anybody out there, listeners, or anybody who wants to try to participate in that, hit us up on the X. You can hit me up at JT Orange or Brian Toast Clark at Toast Clark on the X. You know, we we've talked about it whether we're going to bring in some uh, some uh, guest drafters to to kind of jump in on with this to mix things up. So if that's something you're interested in, make sure you hit uh one or both of us up and maybe we can make something happen here on a few of these uh future effort uh episodes. But toast man great first half of the season. I've been pumped about hockey. It's been a great great so far this year. I you know Bedard's been there for your Blackhawks even though they haven't been good. He's got you excited. I'm excited about what the wings have brought and uh you know the league just a lot of the superstars looking good this year. Uh, just been a lot of exciting games out there. Uh, kind of your your thoughts on it? I, I I've been pumped for hockey this year, and it's been a great first half of the season. I can't wait for the second half.
1: Yeah, uh, parity in the league is 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 pretty impressive. Um, you only have a couple bottom feeders, uh, teams that are really "quote unquote" tanking. <laughs> um, but really, you look at the like I said the the Atlantic division and, and even the metropolitan division out in the East and the parodies. So, so tremendous out there. And even in the West, you got literally right now, JT, I would say 10, 11 teams. If they were to win a cup, I wouldn't be like, Oh my gosh, I'm, I, I'm, I cannot believe what I've actually seeing. It's, it's fairly wide open um this year. Um, So I think that the best hockey is, is yet to come. Um I, There's been years past where you're like, man, okay. Uh, based on where I see the team this year, um, based on what they've done in years past, it's probably going to be them again. But really, there's been a lot of leveling out.
0: Yeah, thanks for everybody for joining us uh, on the Stew with JT Brew and our segment of NHL Around the Ice with JT and Toast. Check us out every Wednesday if you miss our live YouTube, you can go back, re-watch it on YouTube. Go ahead and subscribe and like uh, The Stew with JT Brew. Also, you can find us on all your favorite podcasting, hosting sites. Uh, We're on all that, so we download uh, immediately after the show every Wednesday. So if you get up Thursday morning looking for some hockey in your life, go ahead and download us and take a listen. Uh, Thanks, Toast, for joining me. I'm JT. You've been listening to The Stew. We appreciate it. See you later. Uh, you up on trades and why you move you ain't designed to lose find you jumping over seemingly nothing racking up points makes the game a little more fun to watch Can drop release we started with the mock draft and now we making a mockery up.